Are we? We ready? I think so. I think so. All right. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. So, episode number 23. 23. Wow. Again, I, I see this every episode. I can't believe we made it this far. I can. I can believe it. You can? It. Yeah. Well, you're a little bit more optimistic than me. I'm a little bit more of a, a little bit more of a pessimist. Man. No, I'm a realist. You know what it is? I'm a realist. Me too. I'm a realist. Anyways, 23 episodes. Right. Pretty exciting. Yeah, we got, we got a big show in store for you guys today. Yeah, it should be a fun one. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a little bit different tone. We're not going to, we don't got quite as much research. It's going to be more of story time. Right. But. It's going to be a fun story time. Anyways, before we dive into that, what kind of news stories do we have today? All right, Pat, I got three news stories today. Three news stories. Oh, yeah. First one is probably the, the coolest one that I have. Okay. This is uh, NBC News. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I know. Dead Sea Scrolls discoveries are uh, first ancient Bible text to be found in 60 years. First to be found in 60 years? Yeah, so they basically found new Dead Sea Scrolls scripts. They found new Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes. So this is the first discovery they made of more Dead Sea Scrolls in 60 years. Okay. Yeah. So so they've been they've been doing archaeology in the near the Dead Sea. Yes. And they found new scrolls. Yeah. Okay, so I got you. A new set of Dead Sea Scrolls, ancient fragments of biblical text dating back almost 2000 years and thought to have been hidden during a Jewish revolt against Rome have been found in, in an Israeli desert. The Israel Antiquities Authority announced Tuesday that a four-year archaeological project uncovered portions of the book 12 Minor Prophets, including the book of Zechariah and Nahum. It was the first such discovery in 60 years. This Interesting. Is pretty, this is pretty cool. Now, is this? are these scrolls giving any different information than we've previously had recorded before? It, the article cites some of the, uh, the verses, but it doesn't really say a whole lot, I don't think. Fair enough. I'm not going to read the entire article. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a it's a long. But article. they they so they're they're out there they're doing digs right now. Yep. They found something. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And uh, also uncovered was a 6,000-year-old skeleton of a partially mummified child and a 10,500-year-old basket, which Israeli authorities said could be the oldest in the world. A CT scan revealed the child's age was between 6 and 12, with the skin, tendons, and even hair partially preserved. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, they were probably preserved by the aliens, but right. anyways. What do you got, Pat? Uh, okay, my, <laughs> my first one's gonna it's a little bit different. Uh, out of Lubbock, Texas, a Texas man used a loaner car from a dealership to rob a bank, and then returned to the dealership and took the cash and tried to buy a BMW with it. Okay, say that again. Texas man borrowed a loaner car from a dealership, took the car to go rob a bank, and then took the money back to the dealership <laughs> to try to buy a BMW. <laughs> uh, well, um, he got the money. I mean, shit, that's a, that's one hell of a plan. Okay, so his note, you know how bank robbers usually give a note to the teller? Mm -hmm. The note read, this is a fucking robbery. <laughs> Play with me and die. I want 10,000 in 50s and 100s. Now you got one minute or I will kill you. Why did he write it like that? I don't know. Why did he have to put, Lord, I feel bad for the for the teller. That's terrible, being in that situation. Apparently he showed up at the dealership like 15 minutes later. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I got the cash for those BMW. 10,000 down, motherfucker. I can guarantee you he probably said that. Probably. It's almost Any, like you were there. No comment. <laughs> 
It's almost like you were the guy that did it. Dun, 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 dun. We're not off to a good start today. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what what's your next news story today? Book returned to New York Library was 63 years overdue. <laughs> 63 years overdue? Yes. A woman who checked a book out of a New York library in 1957 mailed the overdue volume back to the facility with a $500 donation. I feel like... Wait, she mailed the value back? The volume. Oh, I was going to say. (laughs) Yeah. What would interest be on a 63-year-old overdue library book? Well, first what you have to figure out is... What, how much the fine was back then. Okay. Sure, it was probably like a penny a week or something. Something like that. But now you have to account for inflation and yeah. see what it would be today and then calculate the years as the inflation rises. I bet it's more than $500. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever had an overdue library book? Did you ever check out books at like the public library? Yes. Did you ever have to do that? Yes. I did. I'm pretty sure I did have some overdue books. I had a couple. I had one. I it was It was a book on Roswell, actually. <laughs> When I was in second grade, it was one of those books I checked out. I couldn't read it. Like, I was a second grader. I had this big-ass volume on Roswell. I left it in my, my second grade desk over Christmas, and obviously it was overdue. So I had to go back and give <laughs> give the library a dollar. No, we, we were bad with uh, videos, not returning the videos. Yeah. You know, as we got older, like, we got better with it. Sure. But, yeah, I would have, I would definitely be, like, a couple weeks late. Really? With, with some videos before, yeah, no doubt. You know what's funny, uh, real quick? You said that it took place in New York City? Yes. Uh, there's a Seinfeld episode, which is also set in New York City, where Jerry Seinfeld had, like, a 27-year-old overdue library book. And, <laughs> and there was a, there was a library cop, and they had a big run-in with him, and he took it very seriously. <laughs> And that was a whole thing where he had he had like the interest tabulated to the day as to how much Jerry owed for the for the overdue book, mm-hmm. and he took that he took that shit seriously. And that was a whole episode. I was watching Seinfeld last night. Were you really? Yeah, I've never been huge on Seinfeld. Sure, because I don't think his stand up is that good. His stand up isn't that good. Yeah, but the, the show is pretty funny. What episode did you watch? So it was the episode where now I don't. I'm gonna tell you how how much I've watched the show. I don't know all the characters' names. Fair enough. So bald dude with the glasses. What the hell is his name? George. George. Okay, George. Uh, him and uh, Seinfeld, and uh, it was just them. They were at like a dinner, and he got a uh, hostess fired for accidentally lighting a menu on fire. Oh yeah, and then yeah, and he felt really bad, and they like went over there to like he went over there to apologize, and they and left the, the door the, the, open, the cat and, got like, and the cat got out. <laughs> and then the restaurant yeah. blew up, and then in the restaurant the, blew the, up. The, the the guy was thinking them because yeah, the restaurant blew up, and the guy that took his job died. Yeah, so yep. funny. That was a funny episode. I've seen every episode. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I know them all. See, that's me and Family Guy. I've, so I've seen every Family Guy episode. Yeah, that's hilarious. I love Seinfeld. That's one I can sit and watch. And even today, I think it stands up. It doesn't stand up quite as much as it did back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, my father would watch. We watch that every single day. <laughs> it's funny, man. It's pretty funny. Anyways, what's your uh, next news story? Well, we're going to see if it loads. I do have a comment. Oh, we wait, if you want. Go ahead. So I was looking into, real quick, uh, the monoliths. Mm-hmm. Nothing's nothing's happening. Really? They've kind of slowed down. Now, I don't know if they've slowed down or if they're just not talking about them anymore. I don't now, know. Now, the corporate mass media will tell you that all oh, the novelty wore off. That's why we're not talking about it anymore. Right. But maybe they're just not talking about it because maybe it's a lot more significant than they're ready for. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. 
Yeah, I think more have popped up, and they're just not talking about it. That's what I'm. That's what it kind of sounds like. Because they were at least what one or two a week. We reported. We probably had four different episodes within the yeah. course of six weeks that we reported yeah. monoliths. So yeah, that's crazy. And then they just started. They just it just it just stopped. It just stopped abruptly. I wish one would pop up around here so we can go look at it. Yeah, I'd go. I would. I'd call off work. Yeah, for me too, for sure. Take the family. Yeah. Now we're going to go look at the monolith. <laughs> You're never going to forget this day. Anyways, okay, your third news story? Yeah, third news story is up. So, student legally uh, legally names himself after a fish in exchange for 176 euros of free sushi. Is that the euro symbol? What is that? Or is that the pound? What is that? That could be anything. I don't, I don't know, know what know that is. I don't know if that's a euro. What country is it from? Officials in Taiwan are begging people to stop changing their name to salmon after more than 130 fish lovers changed their name to bag free sushi. So, Taiwan, I don't know what Taiwan uses. I, I have no You know, idea. they might use the pound. They might. Weren't they a British protectorate at one at one point? Probably every everything was. Yeah, basically. Yeah, the incident, which has been dubbed "Salmon Chaos" in local media, has seen lots of young people formally request to change their name at government offices. This unusual situation was prompted by Japanese change chain Sushrio that ran a two-day promotion ending Thursday, March 18th, which offered free all-you-can-eat meal to any customer and five friends if they changed their name. Uh. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know where to start with that one. That is ridiculous. So they were looking for a marketing plan. The best thing they came up with was change <laughs> your name to Salmon and get free sushi. Yeah, I've never. Um, I don't. I don't know where to begin. And lots of people were like, "Yes, you this is this is what I've been waiting for." <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been. Yes, I. I don't know where what to a, go. What what a life, man. Right. What a world. Well, uh, looks like we're going to Taiwan. <laughs> I'm not. I've never had sushi in my life. You've never had sushi? You know, I was thinking about it. Sushi's great. I've never had sushi. So good, man. I'm not adventurous enough. I'll take, we'll, we'll get sushi. Oh, God. I'll help you out. I know the good sushi spots. We got to get some sake while we're at it. Sure. You need to broaden your horizons, man. I don't know. I think my horizon, my horizons, <laughs> my horizons are broad enough. <laughs> are they? I don't know. <laughs> All right, Pat. Well, what's our main topic today? What what are we doing? So today we're gonna get into our funniest like work stories and our funniest coworkers and shit like that. Yeah, I, this is you know uh, we the both of us have worked at some pretty interesting jobs. Yeah, in our life and we've, we've had <laughs> we've had many jobs. I've been paying taxes since I was fourteen. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pat. Well, uh, do, you, do you have any stories you want to start us off with? Uh, all right, the first one, I can't believe I'm going to share this one, but I've decided that it's long enough that the statute of limitations are probably, I'm probably in the clear by now. Okay. I don't know for sure. Now, this is risky. This is something I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I've told you about this one before. Okay. I've I'm told excited. a handful of people, I've told my family about this. I've told a couple of friends, but I, I can't say, this is something I forgot about. Like, I repressed this from my memory. It was so bad. So we're getting real deep here on we 430. Are. I was probably eight, 17 or 18. I was reffing basketball for the, like, like the Catholic League. Mm-hmm. So the, like the Catholic grade school basketball is what I was reffing for. Yep. Very small, very uh, whatever. I mean, I wasn't getting paid much, but it was something to do on the weekends, basically. Some way to get some money. Right. And I, I was doing, I did this since I was 14. So I've been doing this for a while. Right. 
Uh, eventually, it got to the point where I would ref games on, like, a Saturday, and usually i just, like, work a time clock on Sunday for, like, older kids or high school kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a good way to just make, like, weekend money. Anyways, eventually I became, like, a gym supervisor, which is just, like, you're, you're in charge of the gym, basically. You got to handle the money. You got to handle people if they, if they get ejected or whatever. Now, I worked usually, like, a Saturday and a Sunday, so a lot of times we'd have, like, people that would come around that worked for, like, the league. They're like high, like higher up in the league that would come around and kind of just check on what was going on. Right. They wouldn't be there. They like stop in maybe once during like an eight hour day, and then they come in and they pick up the money at the end of the day. We'd collect like probably three, four hundred bucks, maybe five hundred bucks a week. Mm-hmm. Was it wasn't a lot, but it was like what parents would pay to go in or whatever. Right. The one guy was just kind of weird. The one guy that would come around, he was just kind of shady. Like you never really saw him with anybody. Like he was like a like somebody that you knew. Like I knew him. I'd known him for a, a few years. Right. But you'd see him you'd see him out a lot, but you never see him like with anybody and you never see him like talking. It was just kind of like just a weird kind of just like off on his own. But he was very charismatic at the same time. Anyways, he calls me up and he's like, I'm like, "Hey, uh, you know, you got to come over here and get this money. I'm I've been waiting here for I was the last game had ended. I was sitting at the gym on a Saturday like, "Hey, I want to get the hell out of here. What's going on? He's like, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Don't worry. I got something going on. Don't worry. He calls me up later. And I was there for like an hour. And he was like, Jesus. hey, uh, we're not allowed to do this, but I need you to take the money home. I'll get it from you later. At this point, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is. God damn it. And he's like, yeah, you cannot tell anybody about this. <laughs> now, it was only like 500 bucks, but right. still, it was like, this is, I'm a 17-year-old kid. This is way beyond my job description. Right. Be, be dealing with this. Right. So I go home and I hide it. Like. <laughs> I didn't have my house. Put it in a sock. I had it in my gym bag, and I just kind of tucked it away like in an envelope. Yeah. And I was able to hide it in my house. Like, my parents had no clue. They weren't going to go through my gym bag or anything. Right. So I had to go work the next day at a different different location. And I'm assuming the guys are going to be there just to get the money, because that's a big part of the whole thing. Like, they would they would get on these kids if the money, if they thought the money was short, they'd be on you. Right. And they'd get cops involved if they had to. Anyways, uh, the guy calls me up, and he was like, Pat, I'm not going to be there today. <laughs> He's like, you got to give it to somebody else. And it was somebody that I knew a little bit. He was another ref, but he had a very distinct last name that kind of, if you were a Sopranos fan, you'd be like, "Uh, I don't know. So that was the guy I had to give the money to. So that kid comes in and he was a couple years older than me. He's probably 20. And he walks in and I see him walking. He walks in with literally, it looked at the cast of the Sopranos, two or three (laughs) big ass Italian guys. And I'm just like, what is this? And they were watching him, and he walked in with them. And he walks up to me across the jam, and he was like, you got something for me? (laughs) And I'm just like, yeah. I was like, get this out of here. So we made the exchange real quick. And I don't know what happened to it since then, but the guys walked out shortly thereafter. Never heard a thing about it, but I never saw that that guy that was calling me, like the gym area manager or whatever. I never saw him again. He wasn't there the next year. He, I never heard from him again. I never talked to him again. <laughs> weird. Now, what makes this story really weird is when I worked at when I was working retail. This one old guy became a manager. He worked at my store, but he became a manager like later on. And he used to run like the air. He used to run the Catholic League back in his like back in the eighties or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of just talking about like, oh, hey, what'd you do before here? Kind of that's how the conversation started. Like, well, I used to ref basketball. Like, really, you ref for the Catholic League? He's like, yeah. Like, yeah, I used to run it. And then we were talking for a while. I was like, hey, I got a really weird story for. And I told him that exact story. Yeah. He's like, what was the kid's name? And I told him the kid's name. He's like, yep, I know his grandpa. And <laughs> that you, they, they had something happen and they had to pay somebody off is what he told me. No shit. He said that when his grandpa was around, uh, he would 
occasionally he'd end up at the guy's house and there would just be like piles of cash on the dining room table and dude you were almost involved in a big thing every every man. once in a while the wife would be like uh, what is all this cash doing on the-? and they would tell her that it was a church collection and my the guy I worked with at, at the retail store was like there, no, there's no way that that man. much money came from any church collection man, that I've ever no. been to <laughs> so anyways I, I was involved in the mafia payout now this was about it's had to have been nine or ten years so I'm hoping that they're not going to come get me that is hilarious. It was small time. It was very small time. We're talking like three three digit numbers, but <laughs> right, dude, you were almost involved in some mafia shit. I man. went home. I went home after that was over, and I was like, "You're probably sweating." I was just like, "Mom and Dad, uh, if I get killed in the next week, <laughs> it's because of the mob." <laughs> But I swear to God, I didn't. That 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 happened exactly how that happened. I didn't. Your dad was probably like, "Shut up." Yeah, well, he he dismisses everything I say. So it's so funny. Anyways, that's that's my uh, first my first crazy work story. Dude, I cannot top that. <laughs> well, I guess I I guess I eh. no, I definitely can't top that. But I I have so many work stories. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I think I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with something that happened earlier this week that was really weird. This is a really short one. Okay. So I walk into the bathroom and I hear music in the bathroom and there's this guy in there and I don't know if this is like some type of ritual or what, but the guy had his arms and hands just straight above his head, above his head and it was peeing in the urinal. So he's just, he's just standing there like this and the song, The Way I Am by Eminem is playing. I'm even kidding, man. This happened on like Tuesday. It was like Monday or Tuesday, man. And you, you know, like those those really small speakers that you can attach like a lanyard. Yeah. Or some, I've seen people put it on their collar. Yeah, I've got one. Working. Yeah, that's what it was playing out of. And I don't think he heard me or noticed me come in. But right when he noticed that I was peeing next to him, he he, he put his arms down. <laughs> so it, literally, he was just peeing there like this. I'm like, I really confused. If I didn't have to pee super bad, I probably would have fucking walked out. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> I've never seen this guy before. Like, I don't know who he is, and I haven't seen him since. So I feel like he worked somewhere else, and he got, you know, was filling in on a different team. Yeah. And was going to the bathroom there. Probably oh, I, my I God. I have seen him since. That is that's hilarious. <laughs> it, was, it was really wild, bro. Anyways, uh, you got any more? Uh, I have a lot more. We can just go back and forth. All right. Oh, I got another basketball one if you want. Sure. So I, I was a pretty good official. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was pretty good at handling a game. And there's a lot of pressure on you because if you're dealing with, like, kids, like, fifth, sixth graders, there's a big line between or a fine line between letting them play and them not hurting themselves. Because the worst thing you want to do is have a kid hurt themselves by letting them play too rough. But you also don't want to be calling every little thing because you want to let the kids play. You know what I mean? Right. And basketball is the toughest sport to officiate because there's a hundred different things that could happen at any any given moment. Yeah. It's like football where you're looking for one. You got 18 people and you're looking for one or two different things. Right. Basketball, anything can happen anytime. So, with that being in mind, overtime was the worst because, oh, you didn't get paid extra for refing overtime. It just threw off your schedule, basically. So, I had a really good reputation of not letting games go to overtime. <laughs> and the one was like a sixth grade girls basketball, which that was about as bad as it could get because you'd have a few kids that would care, a few kids that wouldn't care. The parents were all up in your face all day over everything, and the game went to overtime. 
<laughs> and I was I wasn't happy with myself. That was like a three minute period, so it wasn't like it was that bad. But uh, it was a tie game, under a minute to go, and a girl gets fouled, and she's shooting foul shots. She's sitting there at the line. I was like a like a twelve year old girl. Okay, everybody in the in the fan area, like the the stadium, it wasn't a stadium, like but the parents were making all sorts of noise. And were coughing. And yelling, <laughs> and I'm just That's like, ridiculous. I'm just like, this this isn't gonna happen. So I stopped the game. I walked over and I told everybody to keep their mouth shut. I said there will be no coughing, there will be no sneezing, <laughs> there will be nothing. You're gonna let the girl shoot her foul shot because come on. That's ridiculous, dude. That's like high school shit. Right so there. somebody, of course, a fan, uh, a fan took took exception to me saying that, and this guy starts yelling at me. There was another guy who was really good with people that wasn't ref in that game. He came over and started talking to this guy trying to keep the game going because i wanted to just get this game over with basically right and it ended with me walking the old the old grandpa out of the, <laughs> out of the arena and him telling me about how terrible i was as a person I'm, like, I'm, I'm 18 years old how he's gonna call the call the league offices and about how i'm never gonna ref again and all this stuff and i had to walk into the parking lot with just hearing this <laughs> entire thing so what makes this story funny is after the game was over somebody walked up to me and was like i wasn't coughing i was choking on my false teeth and whipped her teeth out and was throwing <laughs> in, in my face and in the other kid's face. And they were just like, I was choking at my false teeth. How dare you say that I was trying to distract her from taking her foul shot? <laughs> so, yeah. It's a rough job. Oh, my God, dude. For being a kid doing that, it wasn't worth it. I dreaded every single second of that. In high school, I was so depressed because you'd have five days of school and you had to go do that for two days. You didn't get a break. There wasn't a day off and you had to wake up super early to go do it. It was awful. You didn't get paid anything. You got paid like eight bucks a game, seven bucks. I think my first game was like five eighty five a game. It was terrible. That's ridiculous. Five eighty five a game. <laughs> and people were just out there. Like the one woman, the one woman was like a church like a choir singer you'd see her up there on the stage like singing on saturdays though she'd be yelling at you she threatened to rip the whistle off of my neck and strangle me with it <laughs> or Jeez. shove it no she said i'm gonna rip that whistle off your neck and shove it down your throat dude you could sue for that that's these like, days like, you're, absolutely you're, you're, that's 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 threatening you. It was it was absurd. It's ridiculous. I eject I ejected another guy. I was a scorekeeper. He got into a fight with the opposing coach while we were keeping the score for, and he called the guy a loser. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm I'm not listening to you anymore. This There's is my, you fucking loser. It was just it was my excuse to get rid of the guy because I was tired of him. So funny. And it was funny too because I would work with like a lot of kids that I had like classes with. Like a couple of your like football teammates would also ref. So that's how I knew those guys was like from refing. And the one kid was kind. Kind of like he was kind of uh, he was kind of like a uppity kid, kind of like really into whatever he was doing, mm-hmm. and he was running the game. And I really I really shouldn't have let him out there. I should have been out there myself, but I needed the game off, so he was out there and he really wanted to do it anyway. So I was like, okay, no problem. And this this one fan was just on his ass about everything, just could not shut up the <laughs> entire game. And he you could tell he was struggling with it. And at halftime, I just went out there and I was just like, hey man, you know it's your game, do what you want. But if you need to get rid of some people, don't be afraid to assert yourself. Immediately he turns. <laughs> The guy was like, "You've been warned." Without me even getting a chance to leave, like, beat, there was no, there, there was no stealth about it. And then within the ball dropped for the third quarter, immediately the kid threw that guy out of the stadium. And I'm just like, so I got to stand there with his wife for the rest of the game. She's like, "I know that you told him to do that." And it's like, "Yeah, absolutely, I did." It's not my game though. I'm not gonna make decisions for him. 
Right. So I had to deal with her ass for the rest of the game. I find it so crazy how upset parents get <laughs> with these with these grade school games, man. It's so funny. I got one more real quick. The worst one was I was I think I was only sixteen, but I was running the gym and somebody in the kitchen set of set something on fire. Jeez. So I had to clear. I had to get like two hundred people out of the gym. <laughs> and I'm the one in charge of the entire operation. I wait for the fucking fire department to come over. I'm the point of contact on all of this. Where are the adults? There are no adults. I'm the adult. I'm, and I was literally the most mature and the most responsible one because everybody just wasn't taking it seriously. The coaches wanted to keep playing. There was smoke like filling the, filling the, filling the gym. Get back out there on the court. I don't know. I I hate every I hate youth sports so much. I mean, kids need to be playing sports, but the hoopla around it, the parents, it's the parents, man, probably worse today. Anyways, what else do you got? I'm sorry, I kind of went long there on that. No, you're good, man. I'm gonna start from the beginning. Uh, uh, so I, I I guess since the restaurant doesn't exist anymore, I, I I can say the name. So you remember when I worked at Bunker? Yeah. So I I started out as a dishwasher. Okay. You know, making shit an hour. Sure. And uh, I eventually, you know, learned how to be a cook. So I was cooking. There you go. Yeah. So I was cooking and, you know, the job sucked and the pay was terrible, but I met some pretty amazing people when I was there. Sure. Pretty awesome people. The thing about that place was that the cooks basically did a lot of everything. So, like, I would get there at, like, 9 in the morning. I would help open the lobby, and then I would open the kitchen, and then I would do all the prep, and then do all that shit. I would mop the lobby and the and the kitchen and the bathrooms all before opening up, right? Sure. And the cook did all this, and I, I was getting, like, 8 an hour. Okay. And I was an HVAC guy, basically. I would, like, fix the water tank and shit. Oh, Jesus. Like, fixing the, trying to get the pilot light back up and all this bullshit. Yeah. I had a really bad experience one night at work. Oh, God. It was, I think it was like St. Patty's Day or something. Okay. And uh, it was really busy. So my manager came up to me. He's like, Ben, we have an issue in the bath, in the, in the girls' bathroom. I was like, oh, God. And mind you, this place was like down the street from a university. A lot of young, drunk, stupid people. That place was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it got pretty, pretty wild. I've seen a lot of shit. I've seen a lot of shit. I've seen bottles smashed over people's heads. Yeah. We had a we had a really drunk guy run into the kitchen on Halloween, just running through the place. So my manager's like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this." I'm like, "What? What's going on?" I get in there and there's water all over the floor coming out of this one stall, and some chick shoved a tampon up one of the holes in the toilet, and I don't know how, but it, it completely clogged this thing up, and it's flooding the bathroom. And it's the middle of the night. It's like 11 o'clock. It's like rush hour, St. Patty's Day, and we got a flooding bathroom, and the place is packed, and we got all. All these drunk people going into the bathroom, pissing, throwing up, all this shit. Yeah. And we got to take care of this toilet. And you can kind of see, like, the string kind of sticking out of the hole. And she's like, dude, I'm not, I'm not pulling that thing out. I'm like, what do you want me to do about it? They they made me pull this thing out, dude. I had I had to pull this shit out. I would have quit. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I would have just that would have been my my cue to just walk out on the spot. I I took so I grabbed gloves. I I had to grab uh, gloves from the kitchen. I put four on in one hand. Yeah. And then I taped I taped them around my forearm. Okay. So that nothing would get in. Yeah. And then I wore a long sleeve shirt like so I was covered up really well, but I had it was so it was stuck in there so bad, man. I I had to like yank on it and shit and fucking toilet bowl water was fucking going everywhere and it's fucking dude, it was a fucking nightmare. It's one of those disgusting 
moments of my life. And then not long after that, I was like, dude, I need a raise. Did you get it? No. I, I would, quit. I would have quit. Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, dude. So I had to pull a damn tampon out of a toilet I would, bowl. I would not have done a it. hole. I would. Yeah. That would have been. I don't know. Yeah, it was rough, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I can top that one. That's probably <laughs> the worst. I don't got anything that, that squeamish on here. I, I, wouldn't... I, I got one from UPS. All right, go ahead. So I had this one guy. I'm not going to say his name. We'll call. We'll just call him John. His okay. Name, his name's not John, but we'll just call him John. And he was one of my employees at UPS, and I, I was a fresh new manager. Yeah. Right? I had my own primary direct. I had 13 trailers, and I had to make sure all the, you know, I had to make my rate. Yep. Packing in the packages into the semis, yada, yada, yada. I had this one employee come around, and he was, he was a very nice guy. He was short, kind of chubby. How short are we talking? He was like 5'2". Because I got to think about people that are 5'2 and under that's coming up. Yeah. So. He, he, he's like, he was like 5'2", five 5'3". Five okay. And he's a really nice guy, but he had a very, very, very short temper. And he, he had anger issues. And he told me this. And he wasn't really shy about it. Sure. And whenever he couldn't, like, keep up in a trailer, I would hear him yelling in his trailer, like, cursing and shit. And something was always wrong with him. Yeah. Like, like it's like one of them guys, something was always wrong with him. When he was there, he worked hard, you know? Yeah. But something was always wrong with him. And one day we had, during peak season, we had this really, really bad day. And the boxers just piling all over the place. And he got severely claustrophobic. And he was falling behind really bad. And I go in there. I'm like, dude, calm down. He's like hyperventilating. Sure. Like scaring the shit out of me. And he starts punching the semi wall. He starts okay. punching it as hard as he can to the point where his hand's bleeding. Oh, my and he's God. Breaking hand. And I thought, I think, I'm thinking his hand is broken at this point. He's, sure. He's getting so mad about what's happening around him. And he literally, he puts both of his hands on the trailer door. And he starts smacking his head <laughs> on the trailer, on the wall of the trailer. He's literally hitting his, like, head-butting it. Yeah. Hard as fuck. I'm like, what is going on right now? It was insane. And then he literally starts hyperventilating to where he can't breathe. So now I'm thinking this kid's having a heart attack. So now I'm I, I, I run down from the PD, and I'm, I'm literally just, like, frantic looking for any type of help. Sure. My manager, whatever. Finally get help, and they calm the dude down. But I literally thought he was dying because he couldn't breathe. He yeah. Was, he was, like, getting on the ground at this point. Yeah. Yeah, this is the shit I had to deal with when I was a manager. <laughs> I, yeah, that. That's different. And then I had this one day, another day. Uh, this is, this is all. This all happens in the same day. So that same guy comes up to me one day, and this is in the middle of just everything's just falling apart. Sure. I mean, we're behind. People are coming at me left and right with problems, and trailers are getting backed up. Yada yada yada. Yeah. And uh, he comes up to me in the beginning of the shift, and he's like, "Man, I don't really feel good today." I'm like, "Why didn't you stay home, man? Why didn't you stay home? If you're not feeling good, stay home." He's like, "Oh, I just felt like I can come in." And I was like, "Oh, I guess if you can come in, why?" Are you talking to me then yeah you know whatever but i was like all right man we'll just keep me updated if you're not feeling well just you know holler whatever this one kid is eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on our 10 minute break and he loses a tooth and it's bleeding everywhere like this guy's mouth is literally bleeding everywhere <laughs> how it, old is this person he was in his 20s something mid 20s doesn't floss or brush his teeth I, then? I don't know oh. but he was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and he lost a tooth and there was blood everywhere and i was like dude just go home what are you gonna do, uh, yeah, yeah. What are we gonna do? And his trailer's backing up, so I have to get, I have to have someone from another PD come over and help out. And then, like ten minutes later, as everything is still burning down, that same guy comes up to me. He's like, "Do I just shit my pants?" <laughs> 
I'm, I look at him. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, I legit, I have shit in my pants right now. I'm like, go home. Go home. I can't even deal. I can't, like, I cannot even deal with you right now. I was like, go home. So in one day, I had a guy lose his tooth and basically bleed out. And then I have a dude shit his pants in the middle of the day. And so I had to send two people home within like 15 minutes. Anyways, I got a couple more I want to get into. Go ahead. So you mentioned these short these short guys, like 5'2 and under. Yeah. Um, at my last job, it was a warehouse distribution center. It was a food distribution center. Yeah. It was basically the bottom of the team. We had like, I don't know, like 30, 40 guys on the shift. Like the bottom five would be constantly churning. You could, you'd get a guy for a week and he'd quit because it was a hard, it was hard work. Uh, the problem is, is that they would hire pretty much anybody and they hired a lot of really, really short guys. <laughs> like I've never seen so many like dudes that are five foot two and under they're like stocky man they're, they're some of them were stocky some of them were just like small like little ch- basically little children no shit but there was one dude we had around we think he was at least he had to have been in his 30s we think we think he was also married which was interesting uh five foot one probably long <laughs> ponytail and he wore these weird like these like tinted like goggles to work now this wasn't a place you needed safety glasses so nobody wore safety glasses because nothing was going to fall in your eyes or whatever right but he decided he needed his safety glasses on now i had never heard this guy like say anything he worked there for a couple months at least uh i never heard him like say a word to anybody ever he was really slow it was like he was just like completely out of it the entire time like everything was completely confusing to him and he would park his thing in the middle of everything like he tried to keep like aisleways clear so that multiple people could get through if you had to park or whatever he wouldn't do that he would just park right in the middle of everything and he'd like look at his thing and he'd look up and he'd... Like, everything was confusing to this guy mm-hmm. but with his goggles on we called him top gun <laughs> I don't know where the hell this guy came from. I don't know where he went, but Top Gun was there for a while. And the one day I was getting, like, he was getting, like, really slow. Like, he would be there, like, for, fi- like, five minutes. The one day I was I was behind him. I was waiting for him to get out of the way so I could do my shit. I pulled up my phone. I started playing the Top Gun theme really loud. <laughs> didn't help. Oh, man. He didn't like that? He didn't. He wasn't consciously aware of it. Like, the, like completely brain dead. Was he deaf? I don't know. He might have been. Like, I've, never, I've never seen people, somebody like this, that just completely just so far gone. I, I kind of one guy like that there's a couple but i i don't know but there were so many there were like six like dudes that were five foot two and under on that shift at one time <laughs> it was absurd that's funny man anyways i don't know if i got any more from that place i got a couple okay i got one i gotta talk about real quick so same place kid was 18 just out of like fresh out of high school uh he was big and he was fluffy you know, you know those types where it's just like it's like in like you can see it just like pudgy like all around. Yeah. Also, his and I I'm not gonna say his name, but if if anybody worked at this place would know he knows immediately who I'm talking about right away. His grandma worked there, so he was he was the grandma's boy, and he was the epitome of a of the grandma's boy, the chubby fat yeah. little. Well, grandma, not little. Did the grandma bring him food? No, but we're pretty sure that she was feeding him like immediately prior to coming into the shift. <laughs> He probably still works there. He got hired. He was there for a while. Now, Grandma was friends with the owners of the company, so he wasn't gonna. He was not gonna get fired. There was no way he was gonna get fired. Now, a kid like that has never been offered, probably never even been offered drugs in his lifetime, up until coming to a work at our place. <laughs> Which, let's face it, some kids are just like that. They're just kind of off in their own little sheltered world. Right. And he was lazy and stupid, and would huff and he'd puff. And, like, the one day he dropped a case of cheese on his foot and he walked like he had a peg leg for the rest <laughs> for the rest of the time that I knew him. He would just have his limp. And the one day he, he didn't want to work on a really long night, so he lifted 150 pounds worth of flour, or at least he tried to. And he hurt his back on purpose just so he could go home. 
This is what we're talking about. This man's smart. I would talk so much shit about him, and he was terrified of me. Uh, anyways, he had never been offered drugs before. So some of the guys had a dab pen one night. Oh, my God. I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, yeah, I've seen those. Guess. guess uh, well, they, they're like, hey, buddy, try this. Now, he, he was cool enough to vape at least. Right. So he's got a little bit of edge going on. Uh, guess guess how much he did. One. He did ten. Oh, my God. <laughs> He was just just he, think just think about that for a second. He probably wasn't able to drive home. He didn't function for three days straight. <laughs> <laughs> so what would happen was we had to call out these little digits. Like we had these numbers written down on like the slot area. So you'd say it into your headset and it would tell you what like product to pull basically. Yeah. And we had an order that you had to call him out in. So the one day he asked me, like, hey Pat, what's the what's your check digit today? And I'm like, dude, it's in the middle of the week. It hasn't changed. He's like, Yeah, I know, I just forgot it. So we're in the middle of a shift. How the hell did you just <laughs> randomly forget? <laughs> Like, I don't know, man. And then, so I told him what it was. He's like, thank you so much. And then he comes around the next transaction. like, Pat, what's your check to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, dude, are you, are you, are you here right now? Is what I asked him. He's like, I'm not sure. That's so funny. So what happened was we had a very distinct order that we only pull once a week. It has green beans on it, just like 30 cases of green beans. We only stock like, we only have like 60 cases in the building, and we get one shipped in a week. We have like one in reserve, basically, because only, we only ship out 30 cases of green beans a week to this one customer. So he goes through, he pulls that transaction, and he's looking around, and he's like, I think I lost my stickers, guys. I'm pretty sure I lost my stickers. I got to go pull that transaction. And they, nobody realized that the pal was sitting on the dock the entire time. <laughs> and they're like, we don't know what to tell you. Okay, uh, go to the office, see if they can print off the transaction for you. So they print off the transaction again for him. <laughs> and he goes and he pulls it again. Now he gets to the green bean slot and he took all the green beans because we only, we only shipped 30 a week. So the green bean slot was empty. So he called it in. They had one pallet left. They brought it down. <laughs> he put the green beans on the thing and he pulled it out. <laughs> he put it right next to the pallet that he just pulled. And they were like, why do, why do we have two of the same pallet?" Here. <laughs> Why are there so many green oh beans? Yeah, that's and so funny. They made him. They made him go back around and put everything back. <laughs> he, he, he pulled it. Then he decided that he lost his stickers and he didn't pull it. And then he pulled. He pulled it again. <laughs> and that same week, uh, we had a couple of big pizza chains that had like lots of ingredients here. And if you got a transaction for these people, you knew you just go get the flour, get the sauce real quick, and then build everything up from there. So the one uh, pizza chain is very popular, and there's another one that's pretty popular. So you can't, there's no way to mix these two up. He went, <laughs> he got a transaction for the one, and he went and pulled a completely different company's pizza products. <laughs> and was when they, they almost shipped it to the wrong place. They almost shipped the, the entire company's worth of wrong products <laughs> to the wrong pizza place. All because oh this guy decided to do 10 hits of dab at once. Wow. It was crazy. terrible. That's hilarious. Uh, he's probably still working there. He's not going to get fired. When when I quit, he found out on my last day, and he was like, like Pat, I just want to say, you've been a true inspiration to me. <laughs> you've really helped me get my workout thick in shape. <laughs> you shouldn't be. This is a true story. Oh, man. Anyways, I got a couple more from my retail days. I'm going to get them in real quick. Go ahead. The first one, we used to unload a lot of trucks, and it was mostly contracted out drivers, so they would basically contract a driver out to drive the trailer over. Yeah. So you'd get you'd never get the same driver twice, basically. I don't know if you knew this, but a lot of truck drivers in America are Eastern European immigrants. I don't mm-hmm. know if you knew that. Mm. And these guys are usually characters because they're usually pretty mean. They're usually very aggressive about, like, what's going on. They, they 
they got no they got they have no clue what's going on, but they're gonna <laughs> yell at you just because. Right. But they're also interesting. Like you just never know what what you're gonna get. Right. So we get out there the one day, and sometimes they open up the drawers, like the the doors for you. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes you gotta do that yourself. So we get out there. We're looking out the dock, and we see this guy out there, and we see this woman out there. Obviously, it was his wife or his girlfriend or something. And they're both they're like fighting, but they're like trying to open the doors at the same time. But they're like fighting in their language, basically. So we go out there. We're just like, okay, we will get the paperwork backing in. No big deal. And so we unload the truck. No, it wasn't. It was like we were, had them unloaded in about twenty minutes. We go up to the cab. So we let them know, hey, we're done. You're free to pull away and go on to the next place. So we knock on the cab door, and we see a one minute finger hold up and then the guy comes out and he's he comes out he's zipping up his pants <laughs> oh my god oh my god so yeah <laughs> obviously we can fill in the blanks on that one <laughs> let us know what you guys think they did at tweet us at 4 30 in the no at, at 30 in the, at 30 in the we're up to four followers by the way no shit on twitter yep so who, who's following us uh one of the co-workers that i used to work with way back when so hey we got we got a fourth one hey we'll take it anyways i got one more real quick that i think is hilarious go ahead so we used to sell printers at our store and for some reason there was a promotion that they would do pretty regularly where you would bring in a printer to recycle an old printer that you bought to recycle so if you broke one or whatever you just bring it in we'd recycle it we'd give you a discount or whatever and we take care of the rest now we knew how to do give the people the discount the customer the discount we had no idea what to do with the recycling aspect of the printer because people would go like environmentalists would bring their printers in because they didn't want to just throw it in the trash so they come in they're like please you recycle my printer and then people would do it just just to do it <laughs> and we would just get these printers. We didn't know what to do with them. So I'd just be sitting there and receiving. Eventually, they just end up in the dumpster. <laughs> our, our printer recycling program was, we would throw them in the dumpster for you. That's ridiculous. Yeah. We had some fun times. There were no rules. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie Office Space? No. There's a there's a, uh, a scene where they destroy a fax machine with like a baseball bat. <laughs> we reenacted it. No shit. Oh, yeah. Great. That was the best part was destroying shit. Right. Like the one time I had like a glass clock that had to be destroyed. My best idea was I'm just gonna spike it on the floor in the receiving area. <laughs> that, that didn't end well. Oh my god. There was there was glass everywhere. I'm sure. We used to play baseball and receiving. We'd do sword fights. We had like these like racks like up like I don't know like ten feet. We take shrink wrap and shrink wrap if you like bound it up pretty well is like pretty strong rope. Right. So we tie it up and then we jump on the we'd go and climb on the ladder and we'd do like Tarzan down. <laughs> We would take box cutters and we would draw a target on like a bunch of boxes and we just right. whip box cutters at it. Hell yeah. That's so you could get shit. closest to the bullseye. Oh yeah. The best story about that place was that's that was back when I was drinking a lot, working there. It was terrible. <laughs> it was a depressing place to work. And the you one day made fun out of it though. The one day I was talking to my one coworker in receiving and we were talking about our various alcohol drinking problems and I was like, you know what man? Lately I was I've just been drinking every day. And it was right as my store manager came in. Somebody somebody <laughs> that your dad actually knows. Yeah. And he just stopped and you're just like, Pat, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Anyways, that's about all I got. This I feel like this could be a three hour episode if we it, if it we could. stuck to it. So I do have one quick one. Yeah, one more? Yeah. All right, let's hear it. So this is when I was a cook, and every now and then as a cook, you had to deal with ridiculous customers. Yes. And so this one guy came in, and he ordered a shrimp skewer, right? Okay. And basically, it was just shrimp skewer, and it came with, like, uh, garlic bread, yada, yada, yada. Yep. Right. So I put the shrimps on the skewers, put them on the flat top, I cook them up, put the Cajun on them, salt, pepper, yada, yada, yada. I cooked them perfectly. I know how to do this shit. Sure. Right? Cooked a lot of shrimp skewers. I was seasoned. 
seasoned by this point. I had been cooking for a while. I knew what I was doing. You were seasoned and seasoning. Yes. So, waitress takes out the shrimp skewers. The shrimp skewers are sent back. Okay. They're not cooked enough. I'm like, okay. So I put the same shrimp skewers that were out there. I put them on there. I heat them up just a little bit more. Put them on the flat top. Send them back. Waitress comes back with the same plate. She's like, these aren't cooked enough for him. He said, I'm like, okay. Now I got to restart a new one. Sure. I'm not going to send back shrimp skewers that were heated up three times. Okay. So I cooked it pretty well. Okay. Like they were, they were well overcooked, but apparently this guy wanted his shrimp skewers overcooked. Sure. She sends them back. She comes back with them again. And she's like... These aren't cooked enough. So at this point, I walk out there and I ask the guy. I was like, "How do you want these cooked, man? Like, do you want these? Do you want these burnt?" He's like, "No, I just want them not to be chewy. I don't want them to be." It is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I was like, "Okay, I burnt the shit out of them, dude. Black. Yep. Like I blackened these bitches, right? And I sent them out there, and he sent them back, and I think he left. Some people enjoy doing that. I couldn't. I'm. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Some people have nothing. That's somebody that has nothing going on in life. No. No point to existing. No point. There's no happiness there. That is somebody that isn't happy. But it was just, it was so funny. I, I, it's hilarious. They were, they were, but I blackened them bitches. It was funny. I don't know. Like, I would do the same thing. I'm so petty. I am. Okay, that was the fourth time. That was no, the fourth you're, time. I don't blame you at all. I couldn't do that because I'm not a people pleaser at all. Well, it's just, you know, I'm a cook. Yeah. Liability. You don't, you don't want to fuck up when you're cooking. Obviously. You know? But four times? Give me a break. I would have I yeah. burnt them on the second time. I would have been like, <laughs> I would have sent out raw shrimp the next time. But I'm, I'm petty, and I, I don't enjoy pleasing people. I hate pleasing <laughs> people. So I feel it, man. That was one of the worst things about my retail working days was having to deal with customers. What they would do is they'd walk in, and they'd be like, I need ink for my computer. Which you don't need ink for a computer, you need ink for a printer. Right. So I'd be like, you need ink for your computer. (laughs) And I I made a career out of doing that shit. I would repeat back to them exactly what they would say. I can't believe I didn't get fired. Well, Pat, I think... uh, We got to wrap this one up. We got to wrap this one up. Thank you guys for listening. Please tweet us at 30 in the... I'm going to get the stats out real quick. We're up to four followers, like we said. Awesome. Uh, We are up to 890 listens. That Dude, we're almost at 900. Are you kidding me? Almost at 900. Hopefully by the end of April, we'll crack that 900 barrier hopefully i'm excited um we started advertising on snapchat a little bit now i have like 15 friends on snapchat (laughs) 13 of which i don't talk to anymore (laughs) so or probably 12 of which i don't talk to anymore so it's not like it's a big following but it's something it's fantastic are you good i'm all set man all right i appreciate we appreciate it uh we could we couldn't do show without you guys our listeners yeah thank you everybody for um for listening and uh, tweet us at 30 in the and tell us about your uh, crazy work stories. Yes, please tweet us. All right, I think we're going to sign off for tonight. So thank you very much. Peace. You gotta, you can listen to podcasts. It's so fun. Yeah, I don't want to be a passive consumer. I want to be a creator. You can create. How am I going to create a podcast working on the line? There's time. No, there's not. There's not time to yeah. edit. What am I going to do? Bring my fucking laptop in? No, but and edit I, in between I mean, cars. I have, I have done material on the line. Like I, have, I do material I, on the line too. I, I've done my research on the line. I do. I did this entire episode on the line today. <laughs> this is all getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this episode. If we kept any of this, it would have to get cut. So we'd collect like 400 bucks, 500 bucks worth of collections. <laughs> All right. Have I told you this story before? I don't know, but your face is getting funny. So, <laughs> like, you're about to say something funny. I already Just, know. No, I'm not. 
It's it's weird. Don't look at me. <laughs> so that's hilarious. See, what I wanted to do was, and we couldn't get away with this with copyrights, but I wanted to fade out of this episode, and I could play that on my phone. I got that song on my phone. I'm pretty sure it's a good song. Man, it was just it was really wild, man. <laughs> it was wild. Whatever you say, I am. And if I wasn't, how would I? I don't know the words. 